Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Get two services for just £199 and a 24-month warranty. Book your place at volvacars.co.uk. Event November 19th to 22nd at participating retailers. Two services on cars up to three years old. Warranty on cars under five years old. T's and C's apply. Visit volvocars.co.uk. Hi there, small business owner. Your tiny, hard-nosed QuickBooks team here. We know you've got better stuff to do than looking after your tax, invoicing, payroll, mileage tracking... And everything else. So let us take care of it. That's right. We're an entire business department taking care of the finance stuff. 27 hours a day, eight days a week. So you can lose the stress and focus on being the best at what you do. We got your back, boss! Sign up now at quickbooks.co.uk Taking care of finance stuff and do it QuickBooks! Game day is Saturday. Aston Villa versus Brighton and Hove Albion. Coverage from 2.30. Kick-off, 3pm. On TalkSports. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how you doing? Happy Monday to you. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly. Viviana Miedema, she does it again. Who else pulls one out the bag to prevent Spurs from pulling off a historic win in the North London Derby? To left-footed, out-swinging delivery. Miedema's header! Miedema with the equaliser! It's stoppage time for Arsenal! Manchester City concede four against Chelsea for the second time in three weeks as the Blues move to within one point of the Gunners. And Tyab has given it straight to Jesse Fleming! And Chelsea lead inside two minutes! It's a nightmare for the Manchester City goalkeeper! And Aston Villa took the spoils in the second City derby. Corner swung into the back post, and there is Anita Asante to head it in and give Aston Villa the lead in this second City derby. Coming up, we're going to be chatting to Birmingham City captain Louise Quinn. We're going to be hearing from the FA's director of the women's professional game, Kelly Simmons, and Everton defender Gabby George as well. This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Fake Carruthers. Hi, I'm Frank Kirby, and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2.
Good evening. Hope you had a lovely weekend. It's Shabana Hearn with you here in for Faye for the next wee while. I uh, hope you had a good weekend and I hope you enjoyed Women's Football Weekend as well. Uh, alongside us in the studio tonight to chat through everything from the weekend, Risha Littlejohn, Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland midfielder. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Shaban. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Nice to have you here in the studio tonight again. Uh, it's a pleasure being in your company. Uh, sometimes all too often, actually, shall we be fair about that? You're quite right about that. <laughs> quite right about that, but thanks for having me. <laughs> um, massive weekend. It was the third women's football weekend. Um, I don't know how... You, I think you can be quite blunt with your way of putting things, um, but does it feel quite special to be a women's footballer this day and age? Yeah, it does. I think if you look back to... When I started my career playing in the WSL, and what was that, 10, 12, 10 years ago? Hmm. Um, the games came a long way. It's nice to see the turnout we get now. There's so many fans, you know, you can even see it on social media. There's uh, there's supporters everywhere, and it's really nice. The game's grown. Well, it has been grown, and it's been a record audience and attendances uh, over the weekend as well. Let's listen back to how it all sounded live on TalkSport 2. <laughs> It is a North London derby here for us on Talk Sport 2. Another huge couple of days in the Women's Super League. Whips the ball high towards the far post. It's brought down by Graham who shoots and the rebound is saved by the goalkeeper. And then it's turned in. Would you believe it? Spurs have scored and they could be on the way to their first ever victory in the North London derby. Rachel Williams, it looked like, bundled the ball over the line and after all Arsenal's dominance and pressure, the league leaders are behind and Tottenham here might be on their way to a remarkable history-making win. It is Spurs 1, Arsenal 0. To left-footed, out-swinging delivery, Miedemar's header! Miedemar with the equaliser! It's stoppage time for Arsenal! It just had to be Viviana Miedemar! Wild celebrations among the Arsenal players, among the Arsenal supporters and the WSL's all-time leading scorer has made her mark on Derby Day. It's heartbreak for Tottenham, it's delight for Arsenal. Spurs won, Arsenal won. And Tyab has given it straight to Jesse Fleming and Chelsea lead inside two minutes. It's a nightmare for the Manchester City goalkeeper. G up to the corner of the penalty area. High ball to the far post. Wrighton's header back across. And it's turned in. Sam Kerr scores the second for Chelsea. That's absolutely a perfect half for Chelsea. Kirby with a back to goal. Lays it back to Leupoltz. It comes to Kirby at an angle. Lofts it in deep. It hits the post and goes in. And Chelsea have their third. And that surely is another home defeat for Manchester City. Corner whipped in high underneath the crossbar. And it is headed in by Eriksen. The captain gets her goal. And it's turning into a rout here. And they are making a statement as they close the gap on Arsenal at the top of the WSL table. Yes, it's just too easy, Joe. Demolition job of Manchester City as the final whistle goes and Chelsea move to within a single point of leaders Arsenal at the top of the WSL table. It finishes on TalkSport 2, Manchester City 0, Chelsea 4. Oh, 
What an absolute howler for Manchester City again. Uh, not too good at all. Sitting ninth in the table. Have been for pretty much the majority of the season so far and I know it's still early days. Uh, Risha Littlejohn from Aston Villa in the studio tonight. Risha, let's talk about the the um, Arsenal-Tottenham game before we get into uh, the City game against Chelsea. Uh, on Saturday, the North London derby, it's the first time that Spurs have taken a point from Arsenal. Was it coming? Was it due? I mean, I don't think so. I think Arsenal, you know, they've been really dominant this season. They've been playing great, new style of football under Jonas. Um, but I think Spurs, you know, their form recently, they've, they look like a team that are hard to beat. Mm. On another day, Arsenal could have put four past them in the first half. But it didn't happen. Spurs rode their luck and then they took their opportunity. It could have been two in the second half. Mm. Um, but then, you know, it shows Arsenal's class. Like, they keep going, takes a second to score a goal and there you go. Five meter map pops up, last minute goal. Yeah, and it was quite a goal as well. You know, like a lovely little header in stoppage time, just to rescue that point because it would have been very disappointing had Arsenal come away with nothing from that game. Yeah, I was actually really impressed. Arsenal aren't known for scoring from set pieces. I wouldn't say, um, and for Viv to pop up with a header, it was a great header. She rises above the defenders well. Mm. Um, but you know, I was actually driving home in the car. I was a passenger, by the way. And I put the game on on the phone and I was buzzing. It was such a good game. It was such a good game for the fans to watch. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good. Well, it's good to hear other player, players saying that as well who are representing in the league. And even for Women's Football Weekend, um, when you talk about the audiences and the attendances as well, they've grown so much. And we need to speak about that soon because the FA have set out a new strategy over the next three years uh, to grow the women, women's game and how they're going to do that and focusing mainly on attendances as well. And I thought the North London Derby I watched on the telly, I thought it looked hopping and kind of wish then I was there at the same time as well um, but yeah historic day for Spurs uh, well done I mean they're really looking tidy under Rian Skinner at the moment yeah they are they are um, they're looking like a team like I said that are hard to beat they're hard to break down I think for them to push forward now they'll be starting wanting to add more goals to their game going forward but you know you have to not concede first mm. and that's what they're doing so I think you know it'll come they've got players up front like Rachel Williams she's a handful she's you know she's a tough player to play against she knows how to hold the ball up mm. and she scores goals we've seen already this season what a great finisher she is I'm sure she's been um, she's scored like golden goal before um, top scored in the league like previous seasons at, at different teams mm. so she knows what the net is so mm. it's, uh, she's, a, she's a good player yeah absolutely and uh, let's talk about the idea of Spurs qualifying for the Champions League because at the moment they're sitting in fourth place Brighton have just leapfrogged them up to third um, but I mean usually when you go into a season like this you're looking at the likes of City and Manchester United and the investment that they're getting and you know the backing that they're getting you kind of expect to see them up there um, I'm, Brighton and Spurs have that good investment as well from their boards but did we expect it to be like this this far into the season? No probably not probably mm. not you know you're looking at your top four being normally what Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United and that's not happening right now. Um, actually, before the season started, I was going, right, surely Everton, surely they're going to start uh-huh. keeping up there. Their season's not kicked off the way they wanted it to. Um, so Spurs will be happy, but, you know, it's a long, long season. There's loads of games ahead, you know, we're not even at the Christmas break yet. There's a lot of things, a lot of changes. Um, teams are going to slip up. And one thing you actually you mentioned as well when we were kind of debriefing over the weekend uh, about about everything was that, you know, when you look at Arsenal's bench... They're spoilt for choice. You know, you've still got Mana, Awabuchi, who we've not seen a whole lot of and we want to see more of as the season progresses. As well as Nikita Paris, she's not getting a lot of starts. And Tobin Heath as well, to mention but a few. When you look at Arsenal's bench, they are very, very strong. 
Yeah, it's a it's a scary bench. So it is. Um, personally, I'd have Mana Ubabuchi on the park the whole time. I think she's a quality player. I think she can really get Arsenal ticking. But I'm not the manager, so that's that. <laughs> All in time. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe um, Tobin Heath might have a few injury problems right now. I don't know if she's fit. I'm not sure. Um, but what a bench they have. You know, they've got players that can come on and change the game. Mm. But I also think there's players that could start getting frustrated if they're not playing, and that's going to be up to the manager to try and keep the team happy. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how that works out. OK, well, let's hear from our managers uh, from Arsenal and Manchester United. You want to say the Val, Toad Talksport, he had a mixed feelings about the result. There would have been numerous of instances where we could have put our focus on on other things than what we could have controlled ourselves. Uh, we could have reacted to referee decisions. We could have reacted on, on foul play and, and so on. But uh, I think... Overall, we managed that pretty good, and that gave us the chance uh, to create those opportunities in the end, which gave us a point. Rianne Skinner told TalkSport she was delighted with the support her side got from the record crowd at the Hive Stadium. We want to make sure that we grow our fan base here at Spurs, so that's a huge, massive, you know, achievement for us and all the people that have worked to, you know, make that possible today. So we are hugely grateful for the fans, and we want to keep inviting more fans in to keep growing our base, you know, to be competing in this league and getting the support from them, which we've definitely heard. She was buzzing over the weekend. She's got one of those smiles, you know, when she can't hold it in. You know, it's like, I'm trying not to smile, I'm trying to keep it cool, but I'm so pleased that we got the point from that game. Uh, and I'm buzzing for it, actually. Rianne Skinner talking to TalkSport there about the, the attendance that they had at the Hive Stadium in Barnet where the North London derby took place. Uh, and also Manchester City had their uh, fans turn out as well on women's, women's football weekend. A record attendance, over 3,200 fans present at that game. Uh, to watch them have a bit of a whooping uh, off of Chelsea again for the second time in three weeks. Uh, Risha Littlejohn in the studio, let's focus on that game now. Um, what was your thoughts of Manchester City going into this game? Because we know that they can't afford many more losses, but Chelsea are hard to beat. Yeah, I think before the game, you know, City obviously would be wanting to take something out of the game, but I think it was going to be a hard ask. I really do. I just think the City team, the back line especially, that's not their preferred back line mm-hmm. um, it's a makeshift back line and you know I think they're struggling they're conceding a lot of goals and Chelsea are ruthless you know I think Emma Hayes would have been going into that game going we've got to do some damage we've got to let people know that you know we are really still in this uh, league uh, running mm. and they definitely done that yeah they did and the amount of goals as well uh, will be a problem for Gareth Taylor um it's I, I don't like to talk about I hate talking about managers with their jobs because the people at the end of the day but I think when the women's football game wants to be seen as an equal, we have to um, focus on the fact that are some managers the right people for the job? He was last season. He did a did a very good job. With the squad that he's got, despite his six key injured players, should he still be doing better with the squad that he's got? I think when you look at the squad on paper, you know, there's there's quality players there. There's mm. stars there. Mm. There's like real big players. Ellen White, Vicky Losada, to name to name a couple who have those yeah well established players well established players so you'd be looking at them thinking you know they're they're going to be doing a bit more but it's not happening for them I don't know why that is I don't know what the the camp's like I don't know what the mood in the camp is like I'm sure right now it's it's quite dull but they'll be looking to bounce back against Villa this uh, weekend so it's going to be a tough game for Aston Villa too but you know I think they'll be looking to get points on the table but you know for Villa too it's a great time to have them you know they're, they're, they're hurting so I mean, that's the thing. You're going up against a wounded animal, mm-hmm. uh, Aston Villa, this weekend. How are Aston Villa preparing for this game? Because you must be feeling quite galvanised getting the win in the Second City Derby from the weekend. 
does Carla Ward believe that she can beat Manchester City? Well, we've not been in training yet, so um, I don't know. But um, <laughs> no, I think it's it's a good time for Villa to to get City, as it's a good time for City to get Villa. Mm. Um, they'll be looking to you know get points on the table now, but you know we know it's going to be such a tough game. They're still, like I said, the star-studded squad, so we're going to, need to defend for our lives. We might need to ride our luck a wee bit, but, you know, hopefully we can create chances too. Mm, absolutely. Well, let's hear from the uh, City boss, Gareth Taylor. He told TalkSport he believes the side can still compete for the title despite their poor season so far. I don't think it's beyond at all, no. I think we need to put three points on the board at home home game here against Villa at the weekend. We'll be doing our best to do that. You've seen that teams are taking points off of one another, so I think, you know, it looks like a different league this season. And um, we need to take care of what we need to do and keep keep to the process. Um, can't, do, are you shocked by that? Do you think it's impossible or possible that they can turn it around? Well, obviously he can't say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. But there's no point of the man being in the job. So he's got to keep, you know, putting belief into his players. There is a long season ahead. They're going to pick up points. There's no doubt in that. But it's, it's tough for them probably to be in that run-in with Arsenal and Chelsea. They are already starting to you know tear away from the rest of the team so I think it'll be tough for them to catch up with them too Okay, the Chelsea camp were understandably buzzing from the result this is what player of the match Erin Cuthbert had to say to TalkSport after the match We expected nothing else but three points we came up here for three points if we want to be challenging Arsenal and pushing them on all the way then that's what we expect at this club you know it wasn't pretty at times but I think you know over the course of a season you're going to have games like that if you said before the game that we would have beat Man City 4-0, uh, I would have snatched your hand off for it. So, first half wasn't very pretty, but, you know, we had to regroup at half-time. 2-0 up, you're delighted. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all doom and gloom. We were the, we were the happier in the dressing room, of course, but we've came in, regrouped at half-time, and, you know, we've got more defensively solid and we've been more of a, a threat going forward as well. Chelsea's Erin Cuthbert speaking to TalkSport there. Um, Rusha, you've played with Erin back in the day. Uh, in Scotland or Glasgow City you guys played together uh, you and Erin Cuthbert she's she's doing very well for Chelsea at the moment yeah her uh, career took off and mine's went down the toilet but um, <laughs> uh, yeah look Erin's Erin's a quality player and she's uh, she's doing so good right now I think she's probably one of along with Kate McCabe one of the most Beth made two like in-form players in the league Um She's really doing the business right now for Chelsea and it's nice to see. It, it's turned around quite a bit because last season, I don't know if there were some injuries with Erin Cuthbert, but she certainly had quite a busy summer and uh, really changed her game. And Emma Hayes is making sure that she's in that squad now moving forward. Yeah, I think maybe last season she's a bit disappointed with how much game time she got, but she's went away over summer, worked hard and, you know, she's probably went in from um, pre-season and showed Emma Hayes how, how fit she is, how ready she is and... She's she's Chelsea's star player to me right now. She's making them tick. You think Erin Cuthbert is Chelsea's star player right now? Yeah, I do. I do. I know they've got their big guns. I know they've got Pernilla Harder. She's injured right now. Sam Kerr, Brian Carby. But I just there's something about Erin. She's in form. She gets them going. She's she's tenacious. She's feisty. She's physical. She scores goals. She sees a pass. She's a quality player. All right, well, why don't you marry her? Okay, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Tuxport 2. My name's Shabana Heron. Aston Villa's Risha Littlejohn alongside me in the studio. And coming up, we're going to chat through the rest of the weekend's WSL action.
Good evening. How are you? Welcome along. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to the women's game. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. My name is Shabana Hearn, in for Fake and others. Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland defensive midfielder Rusha Littlejohn here in the studio with me. Uh, Rusha, when we were discussing like your role, you know, your, your actual positioning role at the moment within Aston Villa, it's hard to kind of work out what you are. <laughs> You're a floater. Is that fair to say? That's not what you called me earlier, but um, we'll go with that. You yeah. said you said a defensive mid bench warmer. Yes, guilty. <laughs> You're doing such a good job. Don't forget, if you miss any of our shows, by the way, or you want to listen again, our podcast is available for you on the Talksport app, so you can download today. It's a lovely little app, actually. You just swipe left, uh, Talksport Two is there, and you can catch up with any of the shows that you've missed. Now, let's get stuck into the other derby that took place yesterday, the Second City Derby, uh, Birmingham City now Aston Villa. One, uh, Of course, you play for Aston Villa. And joining us on the phone just now, Birmingham City captain Louise Quinn. Good evening, Louise. How are you? Hey, Siobhan. Hey, Arush. Hi, Louise. What colour is Birmingham? <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsure. I'm colourblind at the moment. <laughs> so I can't actually tell you. Nice to have you on with us tonight, Louise. Um, h- how's the feeling in camp this morning? I know you probably had a wee day off to, to recover, but what's the mood? Yeah, it was uh it was tough. It was difficult to take that one. Um, you know, it is it's such a it's such a big game that's hyped up and mm-hmm. you know, has been for, you know, many, many years in the city. So, you know, we really wanted to kinda of do the the blue noses proud, but you know, unfortunately that was it. Villa Villa edged us to it and you know, it was something where they completely deserved the first half, but second half I think we really put the pressure on them well but, but they held on. Well, I actually agree with you there. I definitely think the second half, Birmingham were on the attack and it was getting quite risky for Aston Villa. Um, Rusha, you felt differently about that when we were discussing it earlier. You felt that Hannah Hampton, Aston Villa goalkeeper, wasn't at all really out of her comfort zone. She had it all together. I don't think Hannah was particularly challenged um, with efforts on goal. But I do think that Birmingham started piling the pressure on us and they were gathering the ball. They they were sort of turning us at times. Mm. Um, They were definitely putting pressure on that way. I think Hannah was she was comfortable enough. Uh, Louise, when you uh, look at Birmingham City's league so far, it, it, it's had sticky moments, and obviously, as we know, the the women's game is growing. Um, h- how does h- how is Birmingham's approach to the rest of the season looking? Um, yeah, you know, and I, I I don't completely disagree with with Risha there. Really, you know, I felt like yeah, we were more in control, definitely attacking more, but we've, we've got to get more shots off on the goal and, and work the goalkeepers, um, you know, for sure. And then obviously as a back line, it's, it is obviously about keeping clean sheets. Um, so kind of really getting that that consistency. So yeah, you know, it's something where we are going to have to, you know, go over the analysis of it again, but it is really for us to kind of, you know, the old cliche, take each game as it comes, but every game kind of, you know, it, it proves it, it has it has its difficulties. But to be honest, we've we've just really got to be looking at ourselves and not kind of looking at any other teams. We've got mm. to we've really got to tighten up our our performances. And and again, so we are going to you know take massive positives from from especially that second half and actually just you know the mindset and the determination and about you know if if you really want it, you know you've you've got to every 
you know, you've got to put it into then every game. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so for us, hopefully it's a, it's a bit of a turning point kind of mentally. Yeah, no, and, it, and I think it will be as well. I mean, 1-0, is, it, was a, it was a very strong uh, competition and a strong fight from both sides. Uh, can I ask Louise, you're now, uh, Scott Booth is the manager at the club now, and the club has had kind of an unsettled year, shall we say, um, with bedding in and backing from the board, etc. Uh, How is the team doing under a new manager? Yeah, I think it's kind of just brought brought a freshness, but it's it's that's the thing. There's been a lot of new players, um, you know, people kind of yeah in around the board, a little bit of switching around, and yeah, a completely new coach for for the most of us. So it is something where we've had to we've really had to learn as we go, mm-hmm. um, you know. And but I think we obviously need to do that a bit quicker. But I think what obviously Scott has has in mind for us is you know is brilliant but we we've got to execute it and he's you know he's kind of really just trying to to simplify things and again it's, you know we've really got to look at ourselves um you know as as the players now and just kind of really uh what's the word yeah just like execute mm. execute the game plan and you know he he has his notepad every train and he's ready to go he's prepared and and you know we've we've kind of just got to do the same thing and really yeah step, step up to that next level because we've a lot of we've a lot of inexperienced players in terms of in the WSL yeah so um yeah it's it's something that we've we've got to keep working on and um I feel like we can definitely get there but you know, it'd be nice to get there a bit quicker, to be honest. Yeah, of course. Um, Louise, I want to speak to you about your experience um, because you have been representing the WSL for a long time. Uh, you were in Italy um, for a year or so there. And now you're back. Um, I want to ask you about the difference between top tier uh, and the WSL being Arsenal, where you were for quite a long spell of time, uh, and then to Birmingham, because we know that the investment is, is very different. Um, how is that personally for you? Um, yeah, it is. It's a it's a big change. Um, I suppose even going from Arsenal and then over to uh, Fiorentina in Italy, mm. again that kind of that was a, a different change of of the level of professionalism for sure. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a bit different. Bit different over there. The club or the the league is still deemed amateur, mm. um, which will be changing next season. Um, but you did really kind of get. Yeah, get a little bit of a taste of that of of kind of the difference of of step up. Still, you know, still massive quality. Um, you know, and you can see that as well. Even in the in the national team, the Italian national team, there's there's fantastic players there. But in terms of just kind of getting the backings from the from the clubs, that definitely needs to step up. Um, you know, and then yeah, coming coming to Birmingham. Obviously, I I wasn't in the league last year, so I kind of. I didn't get to kind of see what was going on in Birmingham firsthand, but obviously, you know, heard heard what was going on. Um, and then obviously coming into Birmingham, you want to make sure that a lot of those wrongs were made right. Um, you know, and you can definitely, you can see it happening. But for me personally as well, that, you know, for playing national team, playing Arsenal, I'm always trying to push that and, and make it better. And I think that's what always all female footballers are trying to do is to, is to make things better for, you know, obviously the current squad, but then what's to come? Um, yeah. You know, so for me, there's, there obviously still is, you know, a long way to go. And, and there's definitely eyes, you know, eyes are on Birmingham for that. And I think, and you know, I think that's important because the WSL is, is setting levels. And to me, it is the best league, you know, in the world, to be honest. And, you know, it's, 
everyone has really kind of got to step up to that place because the quality around is, is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The, the new plans look into the FAs to attract world-class players uh, over the next three years. The investment's going to be heavy in that. And the boards from each and every club in the WSL have to back their women's team if they want to attract world-class talent, which is happening, uh, you know, from a lot of the clubs. We are seeing that for sure. Um, and, I, and I'm glad we've had this chat because we know that Birmingham really were exposed with their uh, problems behind the scenes uh, last season, you know, and, and Carla Ward, uh, I believe, you know, now at Aston Villa sees the difference when it comes to investments, you know, from, from being at Birmingham uh, where the investment isn't that strong um, then to go into Aston Villa where you're almost being treated like, you know, princesses, you know, you're really being looked after. Um, and, and that's good to see and I hope more clubs do that as well. Um, and Louise, you are, you're a, a, you're such a, you're such a pro and one of the things that always makes me laugh about you is when um, we, we caught up with you a couple of summers ago I remember it was a heat wave and we were we were like having wine and, <laughs> and Louise <laughs> Louise was like, Oh god, you know, me just my treat would be natural yogurt, peanut butter and fruit. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. god, you're a pro. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Literally, a full tub of yogurt for a day, I'd say. I'm still nothing's gonna stop it. Oh. And granola as well, that's my kryptonite that is. Woo. You're just I can't Woo. I can't even relate to you there. Mine's like wine and chocolate, like the normal person. You're just you're fit as a fiddle and uh, I hope things improve for you at Birmingham and uh, it was lovely to chat to you and catch up. Yeah, thanks girls. Lovely to catch up. And I'm sure you'll see Lou hopefully soon at Republic of Ireland camp if you can get another call back, Risha. We'll see how the Achilles do. <laughs> <laughs> might see, might not, Lou. <laughs> Louise Quinn, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Uh, good to catch up, Louise, there. And you remain quite quiet there, Risha, but you have had the experience of Birmingham and the difference when clubs are backing you and boards are backing you. Um, just reflect on your time briefly at Birmingham compared to what it is now at Aston Villa. I think, if I'm being honest, I did have a really enjoyable time at Birmingham, um, a lot of that was to do with the girls and the staff. Um, we had a great group, so that made it more enjoyable. You were able to, you know, kind of work through the hard times and just stick together, and that's what we've done. Um, that's how we sort of stayed in the league. Um, but now, obviously, I've went over to Aston Villa, and um, it's great, the support we have, the backing. You're not fighting for anything. You've you've got it all, which is great. That's the way it should be. Um, but it's mad just to see the, the the two clubs in the same city and the, how how different it was. But I think um, I've spoke to Louise before and a few of the girls, and they've said that things have changed. You know, they're getting looked after better now. So. I'm glad that Birmingham have stuck to the word. Yeah, that's good. That's really good to hear. That's what we want for every team in the WSL is that equality across the board and that backing. Uh, just to update you as well, Brighton and Hove Albion. Last minute uh, goal from Macy Simmons making it 1-0 over Leicester City. Also West Ham. First goal for Lisa Evans. Well done to her. She was with us just a couple of weeks ago on the show uh, making it 2 all against Reading. And Everton and Manchester United ending 1-0 as well. We have to talk about Mark Skinner before the end of the show. Mandem threw his toys out of the pram uh, at the end of that as well. Coming up, we're going to be chatting about the FA's new strategy for the women's professional game. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Having a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed women's football weekend as well. It was successful. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for Faye for the next wee while. You listen to Women's Football Weekly on Talksport 2. In the studio with us this evening, Aston Villa's bench warmer, Rusha Littlejohn. Rusha, before we talk about the FA's new strategy, uh, we have to talk about Everton Manchester United because that was a crucial game for both teams on Sunday. United probably going thinking they were going to get the three points because Everton haven't had the best run of the season so far. Uh, but good for Everton's new boss, Jean-Luc Fasseur, to get his first point. Yeah, I suppose um, he'll be happy to get a point on the board. You know, Man United, it's a, it's a tough game. So it's probably a positive. But that Everton team, there's so much quality in it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he gets um, Jalen Giller and how he gets him ticking. I don't know if you've read up on Jean-Luc Vasseur. I'm obsessed with saying his name out loud. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's such an intense character. And even when you see him on the sidelines, he's got a bit of a kind of like Bond villain look around him. Um, and I mean that in a, in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, people coming in from abroad, you know, who haven't worked in the WSL before, what challenges face them, do you think? Um, I take it he speaks English. Yes. Yeah, yeah well, okay, that's a start. That's good. <laughs> um, well, there's that. There's almost a language barrier. Um not not being silly here or trying to be a joker, but obviously Everton's in they're all scousers, aren't they? So that's probably tough for them to actually understand some of the girls. But I know there's a lot of foreigners there too. Kenza Daly, she's French. I think they've worked together and um I think it'll be interesting to see how she does under him. Um will she, she you know, will she be into style of football? Kenza's just pure football. She loves passing the ball, she loves possession. So hopefully um they'll really get the best out of her now. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. You played with Kenza at West Ham, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and let's talk about Manchester United as well because I think looking at that squad on paper um, and there's some individual stars in that team as well were we expecting more from them so far this season or has it just been a fixture thing so far? I think before the season started I would have been expecting United to really push on um, obviously the stuff happened with Casey Stoney and she was gone um, but I think she could have took them further but obviously what was going on behind the scenes I'm not sure she left the role, uh, and I don't think things have went to plan for Mark Skinner so so far. Again, they've got good players in the team, um, but it'll be interesting to see can they can they push on. But I've been a wee bit disappointed um, watching them. You have been disappointed watching Manchester United, huh? yeah. Just I was expecting a lot more. Just um, just the players. They've got quality players. You know, 
even Martha Thomas up front, like, I know she's had a few injuries right now, but when, when she's fit, I think she will be, when she's fit and firing, I think she will add a lot more to their game going forward because she's just got blistering pace and she can score goals. So I think um, that, that'll be important for them to try and keep her fit. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought they would really have pushed on, but, you know, it's not probably happened for them the way they thought it would have. Yeah, and still early days, I suppose, as well. Uh, let's talk about the FA's new strategy for the women's uh, football game. We were just talking about this tonight. You hadn't really been reading up on it before. Uh, so it'll be interesting to get your thoughts. Um, it's a new three-year strategy from the FA called Inspiring Positive Change. Um, and it's the plan is to kind of increase the crowds and the audiences and the attendances uh, at all the home games um, and produce and attract world-class talent. Um, before we go on to the crowds, do you believe that the WSL has some of the best talent in the world already? Yes, probably. I think um, over the last few seasons there's been more and more superstars that are coming to play in this league, so yeah, but I think maybe they fear looking thinking they could get some more, which is which is fair. Any players you would like to see come to the WSL in the next transfer window? Arusha Little Jean. Be good if we could see yeah, her yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point, actually. <laughs> um, no, none in particular, none off the top of my head. But um, yeah, watch the space, we'll see who appears. I suppose when you talk about uh, Champions League, and we've watched a couple of the games together, um, you talk about Barcelona being maybe the best women's football team that you've ever seen. Do you think the WSL uh, has the credibility to attract some Barcelona players? We've seen it with Vicky Lasada just uh, in the summer transfer window, uh, but the current players just now, what about them? It's an, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how Barcelona can be that good when the WSL, if you look at that league, I think the WSL is a lot stronger than the Spanish league, mm. but how Barcelona can play at the top level and they can come and play Arsenal and pop them off the pitch so to speak I don't understand how they do it I don't know what they do at their training it would be amazing to go and watch it it'd be frightening um, I would hate to train with them because I'd probably I'd pass out um, <laughs> but it'd be lovely to go and watch because what they're doing must be next level Mm, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the, the audiences and attendances then because Women's Football Weekend, uh, it was the largest audiences um, attending some of the games, over 3,000 at the City game um, and similar at the Hive as well. Um, do you notice the difference now because the plan uh, is to attract 6,000 uh, spectators to each home game uh, from three years from now? I've been at some games so far this season where there's been, I think, an audience of 4,000 unless I've just pulled that one out my backside, but I'm pretty sure uh, the Aston Villa game against West Ham had 4,000 spectators there. Um, again, maybe I've made that up, but um, do you think you're seeing the differences already with fans attending? Yes, I think when you look at your top teams, Arsenal and Chelsea, they won't always sell out their stadium, but then you've also got to look at their stadium. I'm not sure where um, Meadow Park is. I don't know if it's like 2,000 capacity or what. So then take it what Arsenal have to get a new venue, a new mm. stadium if that's what the FA want to attract, but it's, it is a really good um, a stadium that Arsenal have because it's so compact. They sell it out with fans, so you feel like there is an atmosphere. Um, would you would you change it to a bigger stadium where then it, it feels more empty? But 
it's, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, 6,000, I think, in three years seems possible because with the, the viewership now and the rights on BBC and Sky, um, more people are going to be watching it, more people are want to go along and see these games and, and see their female heroes uh, represent their clubs as well. Um, and that's the one thing I'll give uh, props to, to Birmingham at the end of the Second City Derby. I noticed in all the pictures, the, the women remained out on the pitch to sign every autograph as well. That must be enticing for young fans to want to go along and see their heroes and perhaps meet them at the end of the game as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, fans do make football. That's what the same as in the men's game and, you know, as also in the women's game. I think for um, the women's football fans, they love that, you know, their heroes are more accessible than as in men's football. They're, they can get closer to them. They can set bound relationships with them. They can speak to them at the end of games and uh, women's football fans love that. It's, it's a nice relationship that the players and the fans have. So that's important. I think what the FA want to do is, you know, it's very realistic. I think that will happen. Um, and, you know, hopefully things go, go according to plan. You can be, you know, pushing beyond 6,000. 6, it could be 10. But the other problem is where do the women's football teams then play their games? Because some of them don't have the capacity. Obviously, there's Leicester who are playing at the men's stadium right mm. now, as is Reading and Birmingham. I don't think we'll be getting fans on that kind of scale if fill out them stadiums. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all in time, I think that these things, need they just need the, the space to let it grow when we're just starting to heavily invest now. It's not going to happen overnight. Three years, I think, seems more than more than possible that that will happen. Um, and also, when you look ahead to the FA Cup final as well, apparently 20,000 tickets have already been sold uh, to that game. When you look at big fixtures... That will help bring in fans. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is the kind of fixture times as well. Friday nights and Sunday night games, which we're seeing happen in the WSL, um, won't attract fans as much, will it? Because it's kind of a different audience with families, etc. coming along. Yeah, it's tough one for a player. I think a lot of players would really enjoy playing Friday night football. Mm. It would change up the week. Um, it'd probably be good because there'd be more airtime to get it on TV. But that's a thing. Coming to the women's games is a lot of families. There's a lot of young children, so... Is it too late for them to be out watching football on a, a cold December Friday night? So yeah, well, look, you, Risha, went along. By the way, Risha, I haven't mentioned this yet. We're sisters, um, twin sisters. I'm better looking, and you do have a face for radio. Well done on that. But um, you went along to watch the the Arsenal game last Friday night. Was it last no last Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Who were they playing West Ham? And uh, you took a hot water bottle and a blanket. Yeah, I've got to look after myself. You're literally... I, no, my feet and my hands go cold and that's game over. So <laughs> I'm now being proactive. Oh dear, I'm trying to suss out how you can't get a game. But if your wee feet are too cold to run around, maybe that's... Maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's a bit of a problem. Uh, just one other thing I want to touch on in the FA's strategy over the next three years is uh, investment in the workforce with ambition for 50% of head coaches across the WSL and the Championship to be female. Um, when you look at the differences of working with both men and women in the WSL and in the Championship, um, are you seeing women getting more respect and women coming through a lot more often? I think there is a lot of female coaches out there already. Obviously, I get what the FA are trying to do. Um, I'm doing coaching badges for the FAI and they're doing a similar thing where they're trying to get more females on board to pass these badges and be uh, more experienced. Um there's a lot of good good female coaches already out there, but it's, it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, well, producer Flo has been catching up with Kelly Simmons, the FA's director of the Women's Professional Game. Flo's not with us tonight, and she's been chatting about the new strategy as well, the financial sustainability of the league and the future ownership of the WSL. And I know ever since you've sort of been in the role, making the Women's Super League and the clubs in it financially sustainable has been a, a massive focus for you. And 
you know, it's definitely on that pathway and on that journey. But how far away do you think the league is and the clubs in it are from not necessarily always relying on investment from a parent men's team and becoming financially sustainable and bringing in enough income themselves to support, uh, you know, a thriving women's professional team? For the league centrally, sort of short to medium term, I think, you know, it, that will be sustainable in terms of what it costs to to run and drive those leagues. I think, you know, the clubs, it's a slightly longer term journey because, you know, many of the clubs will want to uh, try and get in the Champions League, compete in the Champions League, and, and with that comes sort of additional player salary costs. So I think that's more of a sort of a, a medium to longer term objective. But without doubt, there is increased revenue coming in from the women's game, and that will help to to protect it and, and secure its future. And that's what it's about, really. It's about the women's clubs in the medium to long term becoming sustainable in their own right so that, um, you know, that they can make those investment decisions be protected from any sort of change in, in wider club ownership or, or, or policy or priorities. Well, lastly, I mean, ownership of the league as well is, is a big one. Uh, and I know, you know, there, there has been discussions in the past about the FA's role in that. Where is the FA at the moment on what it would like to be involved in this in the WSL? Are there still conversations going on about, um, you know, the property being sold or passed on to, to a different entity in order to, to look after it? Yeah, I think the FA's gone on record as saying it doesn't envisage that it runs uh, the professional women's leagues long term. Uh, I think there's some that believe that, you know, there's a, a potential sort of conflict uh, of being the regulator and running the leagues and it doesn't run the, the men's leagues. That said, you know, we're completely committed uh, and have been committed to investing in it and developing it uh, until a point at which um, we agree with all the stakeholders, particularly the clubs, obviously the 24 clubs, what we think is the right option. We're doing that review at the moment and we're talking to the clubs. And I think realistically, we'll probably have some news on that by, by the end of the season about uh, what the next steps are on that. Kelly Simmons, the FA's Director of the Women's Professional Game, speaking to our Flo Lloyd-Hughes there. Coming up next on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, we're going to hear from Everton player Gabby George. Good evening. How are you? You're listening to Women's Football Weekly, TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shabana Heron. In the studio with us tonight, Aston Villa's defensive midfielder, Risha Littlejohn is here. Risha, we just need to touch quickly on the championship results as well uh, for Women's Football Weekend. Uh, just to highlight Bristol City 3-0 over Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers. That was played at Ashton Gate. Uh, also, London City Lioness is 1-0 over Sheffield and a really good game for Liverpool. 2-0 over Durham and a record league crowd at Durham for 1,139 turning up to that game and uh, we just need to give props to Leanne Kiernan uh, your former Republic your, sorry your your current Republic of Ireland yeah. uh, colleague uh, who's flying at the moment in the Championship for Liverpool Yeah I'm delighted for Leanne um, it's great for her and it's actually great for Ireland that she's in such good form I think um, at the end of last season she was struggling a bit had a few injuries but now she's back she's fit and she's banging in the goals so it's great Yep, we're hoping to get on the show very, very soon as well. Well done, Leanne Kiernan, Player of the Month in the Championship. And it's time now to get a preview of next weekend's Women's Super League action with Now. 
Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus stream via internet terms apply. And it's Manchester City against Aston Villa half past 11 on Saturday up in Manchester. Risha, that's where you're heading this weekend for Aston Villa. It's going to be a tough game, but as you said earlier on, a good time for each team to play each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, Man City will be looking to get points on the table. They'll be looking to get three points, and you know we'll be hoping we can get something out of the game too. The most concerning time thing for me is pre-match. It's very early. What, what do I eat? <laughs> what do you eat? Well, that that's an interesting one. Just breakfast, or, and then do you have like a, an ice cream or a little yeah. bag of jelly babies an, or something? An ice cream. Is that right? like sugar? Sugar just before? An ice cream for pre-match? You feeling okay? <laughs> We're talking more about pasta or eggs. What am I going to have? Well, I hope you can think that one through. Do you think Aston Villa can come away with a win or would a point be good enough for Aston Villa from this game? Look, we know it's going to be a tough game, but we're going to need to be compact and defend for our lives and hopefully we can get something out of the game. Okay, well, don't forget, with an iSports membership, you can stream the Women's Super League, including Manchester City, Aston Villa live on Sky Sports without a contract. Search Now Sports. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus stream via internet terms apply. And let's hear now from a familiar name within the Women's Super League, Gabby George. The Everton women's player sat down with TalkSport's Bradley Hayden to chat about coming back from injury and what Everton means to her. Yeah, I think um, it holds close place in my heart, I think. Um, I've been here through growing up, really. I've been here since I was 16, um, all the way through till now. I've been here when we was part-time, full-time. Um, when we've had Astro as our pitch, now we've got um, brilliant Walton Hall Park. So I think, yeah, it's been a big change and um, I love it here. How pleasing has it been for you just to be getting out there and playing again is all, because I was reading is all, you've spoken quite openly about you know, how much your ACL injury affected you and, and, and ruled you out for the best part of the year, meaning you, you couldn't really start playing again till, till February. Yeah, I think obviously being back out on the pitch when I first started playing again, it was it was crazy, to be honest. I think it was like a big difference and a big, big shock to the system. But I think uh, the more and more games I'm playing, the more confident I'm getting and, and hopefully finding my best form again. And how difficult was that getting such a serious injury around this, the sort of time that the COVID pandemic hit as well? Because you said we had to wait a long time to, to even be able to have surgery as well. Yeah, I think um, it's something that you never think will happen to you until it happens to you. Um, it was it was difficult at the start. Um, four months without the surgery was difficult, um, and really just thinking where where you could come back from it. Um, I think as soon as I got over that and I had my surgery and I started working hard um, and the days were getting brighter, um, the comeback was com- getting closer. And I think, yeah, it was difficult, but I think I, I was strong around it and I've come back in better shape than what I left. So it was always positive. And uh, for those who maybe don't know so much about you, I was reading up that Jesse Lingard is your cousin. I mean, if you ever get to play with him or train with him, who gets the beating of each other? I'm going to obviously have to back myself. <laughs> no, obviously, Jesse's been doing really well for himself. Um, he's worked hard, trained hard, and I think he's a great idol, not just for me, but for a lot of people that have struggled in the past, and it shows that you can always come back. So I think he's a great inspiration for me and for everyone else. 
I mean, what's it like having someone like him around you and being able to go to him and maybe get some advice and get some tips? Does, does he often sort of watch you and try to give you some some feedback or try and help you in any way he can? Yeah, um, I speak to him quite a lot, and especially when I'm going through tough patches myself as a footballer, if it's ever a smooth road, I think during my ACL, he kept giving me pep talks and and pushing me on. I think he does try and watch as many games as he can. Now it's on Sky Sports. I think he was in the warm-up room and he had it on in Sky Sports um, watching one of the games. So, yeah, he does try and keep up and watch as many games, and I try and watch as many games as his as I can. Is he having a little competition of who's going to do better this season? <laughs> I feel like we both need to up our game. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's Gabby George from Everton speaking to Talk Sports Bradley Hayden. That's a really nice interview to hear. Um, and Risha, you can relate to Gabby when it comes to uh, the likes of injuries and getting confidence to come back and, and, and get back out there and represent your club. Um, and it's also nice to hear her talk about her cousin, Jesse Lingard, who's been in and out and had his ups and downs. Um, and then look at his form last season, you know, out on loan at West Ham. It's really encouraging to see that you can come through tough spells and come back better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the injury thing is is probably more frustrating than anything else. So it's it's probably tough mentally, but you've got you know be in a good headspace and you know you can have your down days, but then you've got to pick yourself back up and crack on. And mm. you know you've seen that even with Jesse Lingard though being out of being out of favour and any he has uh, the season of his life. Um, mm. You can do it, but you've just got to believe it. Yeah, I mean it's interesting as well that she's got a cousin playing you know in the Premier League and representing who's a you know a household name again last season and also a really good dancer I wonder who's a better dancer him or his cousin Gabby we'll have to ask her that next time we uh, we chat to her uh, Risha looking ahead to what's coming up you've got a midweek game for the League Cup is that right? A uh, Quantic Cup game on Wednesday night who's that against? Uh, Sheffield away mm. Oh, Sheffield away. And then this weekend is up against Manchester City. Fingers crossed uh, for the Villa. And then hopefully you'll be getting a call up for Republic of Ireland. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. We'll just see um, what the manager thinks. Hopefully I'm fit enough and can go, but um, we'll see. Oh, you sound really excited about that. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Can't get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to play it cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Littlejohn from Aston Villa, thank you so much for coming in tonight. It's lovely to have you. Thanks for having me. See you on the train home. Yeah, <laughs> Louise Quinn, Kelly Simmons and Gabby George, thank you so much to all of our guests tonight. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app and we will see you there. And coming up next here on TalkSport 2, it's The Ruck from The Times. Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. There is old Russian saying, if you fancy pizza, Sergei will bring to you. Beep, beep, meerkats coming through. Faster, Sergei. We need to get this margarita to Manchester pronto. Switch car or home insurance today and get 50% off pizza at Papa John's and Pizza Hut delivery. Seven days a week, all year. Only with the Meerkat app from Compare Market. Qualifying purchase, one membership per year, 50% off pizzas. Participating outlets, £30 minimum spend. App only. Geographical restrictions apply. Excludes Northern Ireland. T's and C's apply. The colder months are drawing in. And nans across the nation have started knitting festive jumpers. Some things about the cold weather never change. And something else you can count on is QuickFit. We can help you stay safe on the road with a free winter safety check. Book at quickfit.com or visit your local centre today. QuickFit. Drive away happy every time. You can always tell when something's not quite... genuine. Book a BMW service online before November 16th. And not only will you enjoy genuine BMW parts... 
genuine BMW trained technicians, and genuine BMW quality, you can also take advantage of a genuinely unmissable 20% off. BMW service, genuinely better. Terms and conditions apply. Participating retailers only. Offer ends November 16th, 2021 and applicable for bookings completed by December 17th, 2021. Discount applicable for online pre-booked and listed services only. Premier League Darts is back. 180. The biggest names in darts will be at an arena near you as the PDC's Premier League Tour runs across the UK in 2022. See your favourite stars as the Iceman Gerwin Price, Mighty Michael Van Gerwin and colourful Peter Snakebite Wright do battle on the hockey. Dig out your... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.